What up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for coming. I'm AJ. And I'm Janae. And it's the final one, girl. Rounding out the last lost found footage film is 2013's VHS 2. Over the last few episodes, I think, y'all probably heard me say, I don't know how Johnny gonna feel about it. I don't know, because I be trying to keep it from her. I did not want to tell her that this is an anthology, because I don't know how she feels about anthologies. But I do want to ask, what are your first impressions of VHS 2? First of all, I was confused. And then I was like, what the fuck? And then about what? Like, well, I mean, yeah. I can't ask you that question yet. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. But that was like basically my whole reaction in the whole movie. Like, what the fuck am I watching? Well, I'm not going to get on you too much trying to figure out if you like it. I guess I'll wait till later. But I will ask you if you're ready for your park recommendations. Yes. If you're looking for something similar to VHS, you can watch 2012 Sinister. I've heard of that, but I haven't seen it. It's really good. Um, I don't want to hype it up too much, but I really enjoyed it. The second one I would recommend is 2007's The Bukitsi Tapes. You've mentioned this before. Um, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like it's a deep cut. It could just be a deep cut because I found it late, but I don't hear too many people talk about it. And when I do hear people talk about it, um, I generally hear good things. You know what? This movie also would have paired well with Hell House last week because it is the documentary type of horror movie. So I think you would like that because you liked, well, you kind of shocked us there with the Hell House, but <laughs> still thinking about that. Me and Mel was both like, what? <laughs> if you guys weren't here last week, we had Miss Mel on the show from Scary Crit Pod. Go back and listen to that episode. It was a really good time. But without further ado, we're going to keep this real short and simple this time because it's going to be very easy. And we're going to take it to the queue line. You ready? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Howdy, survivors. Please keep your tips and limbs inside the vehicle and remain seated at all times. Hang on to your personal belongings, especially your minds and spines. Because this here's a wild ride. So this little one I'd like to call a blast from the past. It might not be appropriately named, but I kind of don't like the name that the little server gave it. I don't appreciate it. You're not going to do me like that. So we're going to call it a well, blast they try from call, the past. They call people out? Yeah, and I'm like, baby, I'm not. Because <laughs> the thing is, we're really not. But the age, the era that we were born, we've seen a lot. So yeah. of course we're going to know what a lot of things are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, y'all can go on somewhere. <laughs> not this one. All right. So I'm just going to name what it is, and you just let me know if you've done this or not. And then we'll tally up how many you have at the end. Cool? Cool. The first thing is spent way, way too long flipping through a CD book looking for the perfect mix to play. Now, I haven't done that for CDs. I've done that for games because, okay, when we and for movies, because when we were going road trips to Myrtle Beach, my brothers had those um, the little DVD players. 
So mm -hmm. they would take all the movies the out the DVD containers and put them in the CD book. And then we would also take our PlayStation every time we would go on family vacation too. So then they would take all the games out of their stuff, out of the uh, cases too, and put them in that CD book. So we would spend so much time flipping, trying to either find a movie or trying to find a game. So that counts. Now, once you tried to play the CD, was it all scratched up on the back? Yes, and it pissed me off because it'd be Christian who'd be scratching up everything. And then the movie would be fucking skipping. Have you carried both a cell phone and an iPod at the same dang time? Yeah, and that's when they had the little iPod that was the USB stick. Bruh. Oh you my hang gosh. Around your I remember. Somebody I had that me. iPod. First of all, first of all, I just feel like I was always the one for a moment, because after a while it was the other way around. I was the always the one that got the stuff last. Forever I had the iPod that did not have a screen, and you just had to, if you press shuffle, you were really taking a chance. Like, you had no idea what was coming. Nope. All of my other friends, they had the iPod Nano, or the Nano wasn't out yet. It was the other ones that was like kind of big. Zoom. Like the bigger one. No, not Zoom. It was iPod, but Nano like was out when he was like, Oh, the big, thick one. Oh my so, God. yeah, yeah, they will have the thicker ones with the screen. And meanwhile, I'm over here playing chance with the shuffle. I was, <laughs> I was so annoyed, but I definitely had a phone and that, like, that was the time. Oh, uh, I remember too. Somebody stole that shit. Oh, do you so remember pissed. accidentally hitting the internet button on your flip phone and being terrified you was going to get charged? Yes. Oh, all the time. The mini heart attack pressing that back button, like, Yes. Do you remember telling people to call you back after now when your minutes was free? Yes. And then we'd have to sneak in be on the phone. But then my dad would look at the, the call logs on the bills to see what time I'd be on the phone. See, now I had an hour. I have no idea how I got all the calls in in an hour. But I did it. Like, after 10, I had to be off the phone. And then I had to be in the bed by 1030 up until I think my junior year. I think my junior year, I ain't had no bad time and stuff, but sophomore year, they were still trying to wrangle me in a bit. But have you had a download estimated time left jump to like seven days and saw your entire life flash before your eyes? Not seven days, maybe like a day or two. But my yes. God. Oh my goodness. Even just looking at this picture of the yeah, Microsoft years. screen. Actually, this says 39 years. My God. Mm -mm. <laughs> Printed off directions like a barbarian. Unfortunately. MapQuest. Now, listen, I printed off directions, but I wasn't the one reading them. I tell no, you I had right to read now. them. Mm -mm. I still got to read directions. And I was to be like, why can't you just let the lady tell you? Oh, well, speaking of, were you forced to go inside of a gas station or any public place and had to ask for directions? No, because I'm a female and I could get abducted. abducted. Mm -mm. Well, I mean, yes, but... It wasn't letting me out that car. Have you ever waited a week for your pictures to develop only for them to come out looking like poo? Nope. Yeah, I ain't <laughs> had that problem. I think, like, I had... We had disposable cameras, but... I ain't miss honey. Now, okay, no, 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 no. Let me take that back. If anybody out there remembers, do y'all remember when Spy Kids had the McDonald's toy line and they had the camera, but the camera had real film? 
and I had the blue camera. I remember it had a red button and I remember I was tearing the scene up. And my mommy, she worked at Walgreens and she worked in the photo department. So you knew she was hooking me up with the photo film. And baby, them photos was cherished. <laughs> Some of them was good. But I was I was taking selfies before selfies was a selfie and baby me girl too. all you see is my ponytails. My nana used to always get me digital cameras though, so I had like little digital cameras ever since I was in middle school. So, but I never. Well, see, yeah, now once we got the digital, it was way easier. Yeah, but. I didn't mess around. Well, actually, one school trip I did take a disposable because my na- my mother would not let me take my digital camera. She was like, you are not losing that in Florida. That sounded about right. <laughs> at this point, I think everybody know your mama at this point. <laughs> like, I feel like she kept, she's a character in the park at this point. <laughs> have you ever spent hours burning a CD only to have this message show up when you tried to play it? And look, N-O, C-D. Because I was thinking, I just wonder if somebody younger see that. Because you know people really do. Yeah, or when people be seeing NSYNC and they spell it out. And I'd be like, come Like little Miss Chloe. Chloe, she was like, I can't believe that. N-S-Y-N-C. I don't get it. Oh, my God. Oh, I could spend hours talking about that show, but I will not, just in case anybody hasn't seen it, I'm not going to do it, but I highly, highly suggest you watch The Circle <laughs> on Netflix, and then you can come holla at me, and we can talk about it, because, uh, yeah, start from season one, please. I mean, you don't have to, Well, season one was okay. I loved season one, but I like season two, one, but, but season like two season made two a lot better. of improvements. Yeah. Yeah, season two made a lot of improvements, and I'm excited to see where they go with season three hopefully they kind of stick to what they did with season two i, I will like say the only thing and spoiler alert just um skip a lot of monkey wrenches 13. no actually you know what i'm gonna talk about it for two seconds i know we in the queue line and i be you know <laughs> the line the line the line for this movie is a little backed up so you know we're gonna be in the queue line for a little second that's why Man, we I play games that. to pass away the time <laughs> you know so uh Skip like maybe two minutes ahead if you haven't seen The Circle. I don't think we're going to announce any winners, but we are going to just talk about uh, some things that happened. Season two real quick. So three, two, one, skip. <laughs> All right. Um, when Lisa and Jack get eliminated and then they come back as John. Monkey Ranch. For wrench. some reason, I was not mad at that. I was more mad at season one when they kept bringing so many people in towards the end. I didn't like that. I will admit that. Yeah, they did bring in a lot of people at the end. It was like the le- the day before the last day and they brought somebody in, right? Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, how they did it this season, I like that way more. Now, the only thing I will say is I feel that Jack and Lisa, and it's the only thing I'm going to say about Michael Sidney this, I feel like they didn't play right with that John character. Like, y'all literally <laughs> could have came up in there. See, look, exactly. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Exactly. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. My messy days are over, but trust and believe as every woman has a little messy box somewhere in her body, baby, mine was petty and instigation. Like, listen... I used to call the seniors in my high school when I was a junior future hamburger flippers, and I ain't care. Who was going to check me? <laughs> right? Okay. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, speaking of high schools in Indiana, 
So I was watching Jocelyn's Cabaret in Atlanta, Atlanta season two. And I already know what you finna ask, and yes, I know her. That's my okay. girl. She's very sweet. She supports me. I support her. I wish nothing for I wish nothing but the best for her. Um I'm not gonna address her by her real name, but Miss Natural, I see you, boo. And you Yeah, because I cause you've mentioned that you went to performing arts high school and then she was like Gary Indiana and I'm like mm-hmm. Gary Smoke. Yes, no, she's a darling. Like <laughs> she will she will beat that ass, but I love her on the show. Yeah, no, no, yeah. She's very sweet. So I'm like Girl, I see you, and I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but anybody hears us that knows her, tell her I love her, and thanks for supporting me and Jaded, and always being a good friend. So yeah, you got it, girl. Shoot, I hope she ended up as a cabaret at the end. I hope she does too, because she's very talented. So exactly, she was twirling on them hoes like nobody mm-hmm. else can really dance for her. And that's because like, oh, she's trained. She's actually trained. I know. Okay, y'all gonna stop playing with her. Now, all right, weirdo, you can stop walking in the back like the extra will come up. We're done spoiling things. <laughs> Have you ever watched one movie on two VHS cassette tapes? I actually watched this for the first time on VHS by myself, and I was in the basement crying and worshiping after I watched it because I felt so bad for one of the people that died. Girl. Oh, for the people who can't see it, because I was confused and I thought she was talking about VHS too. I was like, how you watch this on VHS? She's talking about Titanic. Oh, yeah, Titanic. <laughs> Had me in the basement crying. I was boohoo crying. I was like, what is this? I'm trying to think, is there something that came on? Nope, I don't think so. I don't think I've had that experience. I wonder if we still got them tapes in the basement. No, I do have now. If they would have asked that, I definitely would have had to check that because I went home recently. Every VHS tape that I have owned is still there. Shout out to you, mommy. Thank you. So she knew. My nana, money one day. I went to my nana's house on Sunday, and in one of her bookcase, she had that movie. It's a Disney movie, or it's a Disney movie, but it's called Family Tree, and it has um, two of the brothers in it. Gosh, I can't think of their names. Ugh. They're like Jonathan. T- it, no, it's. I don't remember their names, but they're like really. The Lawrence like, Brothers? Yes, them. <laughs> I used to love them. So they were in, two of them were in this movie called Family Tree. And that was the VHS tape that I found in My Name is Bookcase. Mm, I used to love them. I like their show that they had on Disney Channel. That's when Disney Channel was really old. But you know what? I'm not going to go down that road. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> Have you ever had your VHS tape come out of the VHS player looking like Betty Spaghetti by the mm-hmm. head. Thank God. <laughs> Have you ever had to cover your eyes while rewinding a VHS tape so you wouldn't spoil anything? Nope. Have you ever seen this message after sending about like 7-Eleven messages on your flip phone? It says no space for new messages. Actually, no. I'm going to say yes because I was definitely doing that. Because see me, I like to, like I said, my thing is petty and instigation. I have to keep those receipts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you come, you know me. I you know. know me. Cause one thing you not gonna do is tell me what you did not say. Cause you know me. <laughs> okay. 
Karate <laughs> chopped your ankle with a scooter. I feel like I told y'all I did All this ample time on this show because, oh, Jesus. And I had the official Razor scooters, too. Me, too. Ciao, baby. And I actually did that because a couple I'm years ago, actually. I was doing, I was taking pictures outside with my brothers, and I was on a scooter, and I did a karate chop my ankle. Look up a movie in the newspaper, like the movie Times. Yes. Yes, I did. You know what? The last movie I remember doing that with was Alvin and the Chipmunks, because we would see it every Christmas. So that was like, it had to be maybe 2008-ish. That sounded about right. Have you ever had to get off the internet so somebody else can use the phone? I feel like we talked about this not too long ago. Yeah, at my name's house. <laughs> Have you spent like 10 minutes typing out a message like this on T9? Baby, no. No. I was fast. Because who typed like that? I never typed like that. Oh, I can type with one thing. Wait, wait. Oh, I'm not looking at the picture. Oh, oh. oh. We ain't talk like that. OMG, you know? LOL, cool. KL, KWL cool at that. GTG got to go. Got to go. What is that? Like, SO what? SOZ. What is that? Um, you know, that's not for us. Well, I'm going to keep going because that's not for us. Yeah. Had to put the TV on channel three in order to watch movies or play games. Oh my God. Oh. Yes. Waited 15 minutes just to find out what was on TV on the TV yep. guide. I feel like we just talked about that not too long ago. It's real. Like, oh gosh. Have you ever had to keep a handwritten list of everybody's number in a drawer to remember their number? Yeah. I had a phone book. I definitely had a phone book. Like a little pocket one that I can like write in and say my numbers at the top. I was that tight. Have you... <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Have y'all nearly threw your arm out rolling down the window with one yeah. of these? And then I was still oh doing it when I was in college and my best friend Tiffany, she her... Toyota Camry that she had in college mm-hmm. and in high school. Oh my God, she didn't have automatic automatic windows. Lord, have you ever had to restart your computer because it looked like this windows everywhere? The multi loop windows, and you just drag them, and it just trails, yep. and it's just covering the scene. You can't see nothing no more. Jesus, I do not want to be there again. <laughs> have you experienced the feeling, the sinking feeling? of finding the perfect movie or game at Blockbuster, only to find out there was no copy behind the dag box. Yep. I'ma honestly say no because my sisters were the ones renting. I was just going along for the ride. I don't think I was paying too much attention anyway. You know me, like I say, I was just going to look at the pictures in the box. Now this one hit for me. Have you ever used a plug-in light just so you could play your Game Boy in the dark? No, I never had a plug-in light. Mommy, once again, thank you. I love you, sis. When she hooked me up with that light, I was whooping all them Pokemon ass and Pokemon yellow. All them gym leaders was getting a butt handed to them because I could see now. I ain't had to take no break (laughs) and try to hope my Game Boy stay alive till I get home in some light and try to beat Brock in the gym. Ooh, child. Okay. I was playing in the street lights. Mm Mm-mm. You know how like you in the car and then just every five seconds. See, that's yes, and I and I was living that life. I was living that life until my good sis mommy hooked me up with the light, and girl, I was so happy. And it had a magnifying glass because sis knew I couldn't see. (laughs) She was hooking me up. Okay, have you ever had? Oh, oh, uh oh, had someone tape over your favorite show? 
that you recorded on VHS tape. No. No, it wasn't me. I ain't me. record nothing. It wasn't <laughs> me, but I have witnessed it. And it was not pretty. Have you ever had to physically clean the ball inside of a mouse? No, because I didn't even know that was a thing. I've seen my mom do it. Now, my mom works in, well, not now, but used to work as a librarian. So I definitely have seen her do this before. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And I always thought that the little ball of the mouse looks like, okay, you've seen a boiled egg and you know how it's like that weird ass gray part? Yeah, that's what, that's you what that it. looks like. Yeah, like that's what that looks like. Um, have you waited days just so you can watch old school Netflix? Yes. And they used to mail it to you? Yes. I and so, when I, okay, so my mom had got the um, Netflix subscription originally when she was doing her master's when I was still in high school. And so, once she fit, because she had to like get certain movies for her master program. And once that was done, she just never got rid of the subscription. So she wasn't using it and she was just paying the money a month. So I was like, oh, let me uh, get that account so I can get movies delivered to my dorm while I'm in college. So I was doing that for all four years up until maybe like, I want to say my junior year is when Netflix actually got the streaming option. I can't remember. I don't know. Because I mean, I remember me and my roomie, Heather Habel. Um, we will always be watching movies, but yeah, one Netflix. thing about us, we always had DVDs, but I don't recall. Actually, no, 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 no. It was sophomore because I was staying in the quad. And I remember that's the first time that I... And yeah, Ooh, wait, it so was, it was definitely my sophomore year. Hey, Michael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, girl, have you ever clicked through? Oh, I just said, oh. Okay, y'all, it's the... It's the iPod that used to clip on you, so you know, because yeah, you used shuffle. to work out. It's, it's a, a shuffle. shuffle with the clip. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that one. I think my brothers had that one. I now I didn't have this one, one, but I am gonna, I am gonna click it because earlier I said I used to struggle having to just shuffle yeah. so many times to find a song. So I will click that one. Have you ever had to navigate a computer menu just like this to find a program that you wanted to start? So remember, y'all, for my people at home that can't see, remember, you had to click the corner of the left side of the computer screen, the little home button. Then you had to scroll up to wherever you were going to go. Then you had to go across again. Oh, my gosh. And then don't accidentally go into the blue because then you got to start all over again. Start all over. That's so crazy. (laughs) Have you ever spent hours waiting for one song to download? Only to lose internet connection. So, you know, this is like in our lime wire naps. Yeah. And accidentally downloaded the wrong thing. I remember one time I accidentally downloaded porn and I thought I was downloading a song. They, cause them trifling people were putting porn underneath song names. Mm -hmm. Now, you know what? Now, people be talking about like, tell me you were on lime wire without telling me you were on lime wire. And you know what's the one that people don't do? that like upsets me that people, I don't know if people don't know it, if people just forgot it. So y'all come back in time with me for a second. Y'all remember Sierra's Promise? Yeah. And the mid song, it would be like- um, Something, something exclusive. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It would be like, call me mama, spoil you like a baby, thinking about you, AOL music. Yes! What (laughs) you wanna do, do. 
Dude, <laughs> that is embedded in my head. I will never not say AOL music first listen because I cannot. And it was funny because then I would see I would download my GoGo off of LimeWire and I will always get that GoGo mic exclusive. Shout out to <laughs> my DMV people who know what I'm talking about. Like uh, we were, I just feel like we just grew up at a golden age. I'm gonna wrap up this last one because I don't think I did this, but I will counter it with the story. Have you ever sat on the toilet with nothing to read but a shampoo bottle? No, because there was always a book glued to my hand. So if I knew I had to poop, there was a book in there with me. I will say now, I was not that kid because I was always going to the bathroom fairly quickly. I never really had to just sit there and think. But I was definitely a potions kid. If you were a potions kid, you know you was up in that bathroom mixing things. You was not supposed to be mixing just because it <laughs> seemed <enough>. fine. <laughs> It just, it just seemed fun at the time, like different textures, different colors and smells. I know my mom was probably pissed, but I got, I checked 19 out of 32. I get 22 <laughs> out of 32. 22? Yeah. <laughs> There's gotta be kids that's taking this quiz. Ain't no way. I mean, who cares about them? You ready to get on this ride? It seems like it's our time, sis. All right. All right, well, y'all can buckle up on with us as we get on 2013's VHS. So what's the deal now? Just this woman thinks her son is missing. Doesn't look like anyone's home. Here, look at this. These tapes only affect you if you play it at a correct sequence. So how you feel about the trailer? Man, that trailer is all over the place. Like, all over the place. In a good way, in a bad way. Because I know, like, once it's again... It's just as confusing. I know we was in the queue line for a second, but like I said, John, they didn't know this was an anthology. So she was probably... Well, I mean, you watched the movie before you watched the trailer. So it wasn't like you watched the trailer and was like, what the hell? Well, I still felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> with the trailer but it showed everything it showed everything 
Okay, I understand what you're saying. It was pretty much chaotic for you. And I have to remember that you haven't seen the first one. Now, when I say that, I don't mean you needed to see it. But had you, you know, been aware of the first one, you'd have been like, oh, obviously this is more of like a fan service trailer to get them amped up for the movie. Does that make more sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, yeah, but no, I definitely do agree with you. I can see why you would um, get the idea like, yeah, because it is chaos and all over the place. High key. For real, for real. I was looking at this like, what in the world? <laughs> Probably, what she got me watching? And then, no, it was it was parts when I was re-watching it and I wrote, I was like, John ain't gonna be so mad at me about this. <laughs> but we'll get there. How are we gonna do it this time, guys? I know you guys probably noticed we didn't really give too much background in the beginning. It's probably just gonna be easier for us to establish it here and now. So how it starts, we have Tape 49. This is gonna be our base film that links all of the other stories in the movie. This one is directed by Simon Barrett. Him and Adam Wingard, I'll mention him a little bit later. They're kind of on that same line, similar to James Wan and Lee Wanell. Whereas when they collab and they team up quite often, um, it's a beautiful thing and it's quite lit. So let's see what it is. We come in with Larry a private investigator hired by a college student's mama who requests that he and his girlfriend, Aisha. And first of all, I was like, your name Aisha? <laughs> Aisha, but she's also a PI and the kid that they're looking for, his name is Kyle. Before then, he's already investigating a cheater until the freaking cleaning lady blows up the spot. I'm like, girl, like, I get it, because you're probably thinking, like, why is this man standing up this window taking pictures? But as a woman, I would just think, too, because I don't know who this man is. I don't know why he's standing there. I don't know what he got on him. I would think to get as far as possible I just, and get somebody else's attention. I just want to know why dude in the hotel room opened the window with his dick out. Like, true, right? Like, it's not just eye level, it would be different if you was up some level, shitty, but you right there on the ground level. Just, but anyway, okay, <laughs> after we uh see some boobs, because of course, why wouldn't we? He does get caught, and as he's getting chased out, Larry is able to get away, and he also is able to blackmail the guy, getting him to counter what the wife was already paying him and an extra 300 for the damage he did to his car. You know, he looks like dude from Haunting of Hill House. Larry? Larry? Well, whoever the blackmailer is. I don't know. Yeah, Larry. Okay. You know what I do like? Um, I like that Aisha asks questions when they pull up to the house. Where is he? At least she asks questions. The police ain't been over here. Somebody needs to be asking questions, but you know, he plays it off like, ain't nobody worried about these college kids. You know how they do. So once they break into the house, first I was trying to figure out where was they at? Because what college kids house looks like this? Because it kind of looked nice for a college kids house, even though it's pretty abandoned on the inside. It looks nice on the outside. But when you get on the inside, it's very empty. It's nothing but scattered VHS tapes all around. It's a tiny little blood speck on the wall is a laptop that's recording the video but it's also some more tapes from the previous film she's lying around so on the recording on the laptop kyle is talking about the vhs tapes right and he's saying that 
He got these from this man. He's not really sure who the man is. But while this is going on, Larry tells Aisha to watch the tapes while he covers the house. While he's inspecting, he finds a mass, more tapes, and a notebook. And while he's browsing through the notebook, the camera is kind of like on the eye level with the notebook, and we can see somebody working in the back. Hmm. So I got confused because, first of all, when the laptop was originally presented, it looked like it had a cover over the um, the camera hole. So I was kind of confused how it just all of, all of a sudden just disappeared off of it. But I, I maybe I was mistaken. Then the other thing was I was trying to figure out where that other camera angle came from when he put down that camera on the desk. When it was looking at the person who was in the back? No. So when he initially put down the desk, I'm not the desk floor, but he initially put down the camera and then you get the shot of the notebook. Mm -hmm. Where was that camera? Oh, I didn't even pay attention to that. I might have to watch it again. I don't know. I might have to see. Because that had me uh, confused. I'm like, he, they only had two cameras, the camera that she had and then the camera that he had, but he had just put it down. Yeah, I'm wondering, because I do make comments about camera placement throughout, but that's one I guess I might have not picked up on or paid attention to, you know? But speaking of picking up on things, Aisha picks up the tape and inserts it into the the VHS. Let me start over. Speaking of picking up things, Aisha picks up a tape and inserts it into the VCR and begins to watch it. And that same figure peers out from the shadows watching her. So the first segment we're going to get into is called Phase Clinical Trials. This one's by Adam Wingard. I mentioned him a little bit earlier. So if you're familiar with him, he's responsible for directing movies like Your Next, The Guest, 2016's Blair Witch, Death Note that came out in 2017, and his most recent work was um, Godzilla vs. Kong in 2021. So for this one, it's actually him that plays, uh, I was about to say, I don't know whose name I was about to say. (laughs) So in this one, it's actually him who plays Herman Middleton. As he sits in a doctor's office, the doctor examines the camera. It's kind of the first thing we get. This camera is used to be an ocular implant that's replacing Herman's right eye after he got into a car accident. The doctor lets him know that the camera will be recording and monitoring everything he does, including taking a pool. Like, you already knew the FBI was not about to hook him up and just not be nosy. Herman is also told that he might experience some glitches as the implant is still in the experimental stage. You know how that goes. So my first thoughts was, what the fuck is this? This is a Black Mirror episode turned into a movie. (laughs) See, now, uh, okay, I'll wait one second because it'll make more sense later. So when he leaves the clinic, he noticed a little red-haired girl staring at him like, dang, girl, returning to his house. First of all, first of all, when he gets home, immediately I started thinking of Grand Theft Auto because that's literally what it looks like, like driving through the hills and the houses. His house is really beautiful, but his app and camera was making me dizzy. Well, I mean, you know, because it is really a point of view shot. But you know what I did notice? Did you see them bracelets that he had on? The plastic ones, you remember those? Oh, gosh. But I didn't had, see them, no. But all black ones on. You know what that means. Oh, gosh. When you wear the black bracelets. Don't let nobody pop them. Okay, I quit. I quit. 
So he passes the time by playing video games. You know, he wants to relax with some tea. Why? Why was his place so messy? It was pizza boxes. Yeah, that's everywhere. what bothered me. Like, your house was too beautiful to be that messy like this. Like, yes. And then it was like, it would probably be less scary if you cleaned up a little bit and turned some lights on. It was so dark. Like, usually I'm like me. I love a lot of colored lights. And, you know, I'll play with shadows. But like I said last week, I don't play with no dark areas and dark rooms. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, you know, he's in the kitchen getting his tea. When he comes back, his game controller is in a whole different spot from where he left it. Then, once he notices that, his tea kettle crashes in the ground in the kitchen. And still, I can't get over how junky this apartment is because I'm like, well, maybe if it wasn't so junky, it wouldn't have fell over. Knowing dang well, that's not the case. Look at me turning into my mom. But yeah, later, Herman sees what appears to be someone lying in his bed beneath the sheets. And th this is one thing. I didn't like that the glitches started right here. I wish that we would have got like a glitch or two like maybe when he was playing the video game or even when he looked at the girl, like if it was a slight little glitch, like, you know, and even another thing I'll comment on now was, um, I don't feel like he blinked enough. <laughs> no, like for real, for real, like, especially, okay. So this next part, okay, let me, let me wrap this up and then I'll point it out. When he goes up to pull the sheets back, there's nothing there. And he finds himself face to face with a bleeding man that scares the fuck out of him. And he runs to the bathroom because, of course, you got to protect yourself. He calls the doctor on it, as he should. And Herman comes in the bathroom and sees the man again. This time, there's a little homie that's with him, and she's dead, too. So as Herman is in the bathroom, the ghosts keep banging on the door, and he just ends up spending the night in the bathtub. I mean, at least it's a nice bathroom in a roomy tub, it looks like. So, you know. First of all, I'm dead at him talking about some. I'm good. Thank you. You could go. I actually did like the bathtub. And it's so funny because it reminds me of this bathtub that we have in our house. The crazy mm -hmm. thing about it is that it's in the basement. And it's literally storage at this point. I went down there maybe a few weeks ago to get some stuff. I still have stuff at my parents' house. And there was a Christmas tree. In the tub. Like, nobody uses the bathroom that's in the basement. But it's so pretty. Everything in it is black. Well, I would love that. The next morning, Herman comes from the bathroom as everything seems to be normal, but his room is a little more messed up than it already was, which might be a little bit possible to fathom. But, yeah. After he takes a very unexpected nap, one of those killer naps, like, you take a blink, and then you wake up, and it's fucking dark outside. Yeah. <laughs> so... He wakes up, then that's where Clarissa, who was the red-haired girl we saw earlier at the hospital, appears at his door, and Loki makes him let her in. So this is what I'm talking about, right? I when didn't see like Clarissa, I didn't either. I'm like, girl, I don't know you. How you? First of all, first of all, how you Like, why are you here? saying hello? Exactly. How you get there? Why are you saying hello? I would have gotten the fuck. Mm -hmm. So going back to the first glitches, the glitch people. Mm-hmm. I was annoyed because why the hell are you saying hello? Like, you see the person, get the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing was, I'm annoyed at the fact that he can only see with one eye. Because remember, his biological eye wasn't working. 
Oh, I didn't know it wasn't working. I just thought they said it was just going to take a little while before they like are able to work together. So things are just going to seem a little fuzzy and weird. I don't know. Either way, it was annoying me. And then how he broke the lock on the bathroom door, but then still tried to lock the door. I think, okay, so I, I've dealt with a few doors like that. That's not the lock. That thing, that's, okay, you know how some doors have knobs? That door does not have a knob. So what you do is you stick your finger in that little thing and you pull it. But he pulled it so fast that he broke it. But you can still lock it from the front part of the door, if that makes sense. Okay, because I was confused. I'm like, you pulled out the silver part that's supposed to lock. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, there's some hotel bathroom doors that are like that. So I'm yeah. like, how the heck you still lock mm-hmm. the door? But, yeah, girl showing up at the house was weird as fuck. Like, you whole stalker. And I wouldn't have opened the door. Now, see, this is what I was talking about. Notice how much she blinks, even like the way her eyes move or like when her eyelids just like close a little bit. Now, I understand it probably would have been a lot visually for the camera, but it was like the blinks in this story were so far and few that it was just like I was forgetting that I was watching from a person's point of view until like the scares were happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Clarissa goes on to explain that she's in a similar situation, that she was born deaf, and obviously, as we can see, the cochlear implant that was installed in her ear worked, and it's given her the ability to hear these frequencies, including dead people. And she even proves it because she's like, um, how's that little girl? And he's like, what little girl, you know? Well, obviously, she's telling the truth because you know a little girl she's talking about. Now, Herman tries to be like, well, why don't you just remove the implant? I can remove this eye. And she's like, okay, I mean, you can do that, but you're just going to not see them. They're still going to be there. She also claims that the ghost will be even stronger and more dangerous. Like, if you just keep paying attention to it, it gets worse. Now, at this point, this is when we see this big, nasty, sweaty (laughs) man in his underwear just right behind her and... He's like, it's, a, you know, he he tells her it's somebody behind her. And she's like, yeah, I already know I can hear him. It's my uncle. He's not a good person. And like, she's so nonchalant about it. And the whole time she's saying this, she's just like getting cozy, taking his shoes off. I'm like, sis, what you doing? Exactly. She turns on the radio and she's like, I know how to get rid of him. Just pay attention to me. And this is where they initiate in sex. And the thing is, it's supposed to be like, if you don't pay attention to them, they go away. But earlier she said, if you ignore them, they get stronger. Well, I guess that's different because she said, if you ignore them, they get stronger. She didn't necessarily say like, you know. I mean, not paying attention to them is ignoring them. That's how I feel. Hmm. Right. So I found a little plot hole in there. But I do uh, like the way that the music amps up the scene. But it's still scary because when he glitches closer, I was like, hey, yo, because this dude is, I don't like the way he looked. This uncle's scary. And that girl is wild. At this point, I'm like, what the fuck does she have me watching? I'm like, oh, me. My bad. First of all, that girl came over on a mission talking about some cochlear implant. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So the next morning, you know, Clarissa is on his couch. Life is all good or whatever. He goes back in his room and once again, he sees this outline of a person in his bed and he don't know what the fuck is going to happen. So he pulls the sheets back. 
But not before he asked the doctor to give him a copy of the footage from last night. Oh, my goodness. Yes. (laughs) I wrote that somewhere later in my notes. And I was like, now listen. (laughs) I ain't even mad at you. You know what? You you, you were a part of it. So you deserve that. I will say that. I can't even be upset with you at that point. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so when he pulls back the bed sheets, there's actually a little girl there. And then they're screaming because Clarissa's ass is getting dragged into the pool by an unseen entity. And oh my gosh, it's just so much chaos going on. Herman tries to save her. And I do like the way this is shot because you can't see not a goddamn thing but faces and things moving around. But poor Clarissa, she ends up drowning. And <laughs> I wrote this in my notes, but I realized that you didn't watch this version, so you probably won't know what I'm talking about. But the Hell House portal burst open in the pool, and Herman runs back, running into the house, trying to escape the ghost. But, you know, he almost ain't make it. So my whole thing is, you couldn't get her out the pool. You just got yourself out of the pool and just left her at the bottom. I mean, I was thinking that, too. But then I was thinking, like, he was probably trying to, like, because when that does happen, I've never done anything as wild as that. But sometimes I have done things in the pool that have caused me to get lightheaded and I might have to come up the air and just center. So I imagine after all of that tussling in the water, you probably done inhaled some water and all of that stuff. So you probably do need that quick second. Now, I would feel like, yeah, I do want to save my friend from the bottom of the pool. But, you know, I can see it the other way, too, because he probably was a little delirious, too. And at this point, we saw that she was kind of like dead in the water. So it wasn't like what she could do if I mean, he got her out anyway. I mean, it would have been a nice gesture. Like I said in the Evil Dead episode, don't let me bloat up in the water. Like, do take me out. But in this case, because the Hell House portal opened, he wasn't able to do that. And like I said, these ghosts almost got his ass because they was closing in on him. But once again, he locks himself in that bathroom and he's just had enough at this point. He takes a straight razor and just gets to it and cuts out that implant. At this point, Clarissa and her uncle's ghost appear in the bathroom right next to him as he tries to get out. And he runs right into that dead daddy and that little girl that we saw earlier. And the man grabs the implant that's on the shelf now and shoves it into Herman's throat. And oh gosh, this first clip is over. We're back to our base story where Aisha calls Larry into the room where they talk about the tape's legitimacy and their origins and where they came from. And Larry's just like, you know, keep watching the tape. I'm going to go do whatever. And she, you know, goes back to Kyle's video where he's saying, you got to watch these in a certain order for them to have an effect on you. So Aisha takes another tape and inserts it into the VCR and proceeds to watch that one. So what did you think about this first one? I was confused. (laughs) I was at this point, I was so confused because I didn't, at this point, I didn't realize it was an anthology. So I was just like, yes, yes, okay, okay, okay. I was confused. All right. So you know what? I was going to ask you how you thought after everyone. But now I'll just wait to the very end because I did not take that into consideration. But All right, so the second installment is A Ride in the Park by Eduardo Sanchez and Greg Hill. Now that name should sound familiar because we just discussed his movie, The Blair Witch Project. But he's also done another movie that I like. This is a, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I know a lot of people have not seen this movie called The Lovely Molly or just called Lovely Molly, but I really like it. So. 
First thing I notice, first thing I notice when this opens, I noticed Boy Shirt did not say Frederick, Maryland. I no, was I like, pay attention. Girl, yes, we are in Maryland. Frederick, Maryland at that. I said, oh, <laughs> see, see. And I wanted to go on the trail and now I'm not. <laughs> nope, not at all. Nope, nope. So anyway, this is Mike. And Mike answers a call from his girlfriend, Amy. She's pissed because he blew her off for brunch to ride a bike. Dude, you could have really did that at any time, but whatever. Um, Mike takes off through the park after, you know, putting his GoPro on his head. And then he runs into this hysterical, injured, blood-covered woman just begging him to help her and her boyfriend. And then she begins vomiting this dusty purple-black blood, which once you saw that, you should have got the F out of there. Mike then sees all these zombies approaching them, and the woman turns into a zombie herself, bites Mike on the throat as he kills her. Then Mike just drags himself through the woods, bleeding out, vomiting blood, convulsing. And we're literally seeing what the woman was going through, but we're seeing it through his camera. And the convulsing part, I just thought like, I was just like, oh my God, this is so like, I don't know what I'm watching right now. Like, this is a lot. Exactly. I didn't know what I was watching. A pair of bikers, a man and a woman, come across him and attempt to call for help. First off, y'all get way too freaking close. The person, I mean, like, okay, if I don't see the person responding and they just look like they laid out, as bad as I would want to help if there is a strain of life left in them, I'm staying my butt on the trail. I will probably turn my ass around and start heading back the other way while I'm calling for help and just being like, yes, I found a body at the 120 mile mark at the blah, blah, blah park. Yes, like go handle that. I left because I was just uncomfortable. Yes, save yourself because I'm just telling you no. The man, because he did not take my advice, he hears some gurgling coming from Mike and gets even closer as Mike reanimates and bodies the biker oh my gosh he and I'm actually just confused as to why he had to take off his helmet to take a pulse that just didn't make sense to me but i didn't that's what i'm talking about bill nobody told you to get comfortable bill and sharon anyway bill um, his name's not bill his name's the man but that's <laughs> seen cheek bite and i just had to throw that out there because when i seen it i was like oof you know okay i'm just gonna throw it out there today um Afro Horror had a watch party for cooties. So guys, when you hear this episode, um, this, you know, this happened a while ago. So anyway, we were watching cooties and I know you probably haven't seen it yet, but there's a part in there that somebody gets a cheek bite. And I was like, Jesus, what's up with people in cheek biting? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like I've seen way too many cheeks get bitten off in the past few months. Okay. It's a little excessive. Normally I don't say anything about it, but geez like are they really that easy to bite off i thought it was ears what happened to ears but anyway the woman trying to defend her husband gets bit on the leg and staggers off into the woods mike begins devouring his arm but then he's like okay no that's not good all right so he looks at mike and he gets his wallet and he was like okay no no that's not it either that's not what i'm looking for but then he pulls up his shirt and sees that belly, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is it. And this is when I wrote, I said, Johnny is going to be so mad at me. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> like this part. It's fucking weird. <laughs> now, then I wrote in my notes, I'm mad at myself because the sound of this is 
Like, you know. Exactly. Now, I don't think I said this on the podcast. I have really bad sound aversions. People eating too loud. Ice in a plastic cup. Like, if you go to a fast food place and they put ice in the cup, I don't like it. Once again, people eating. So these zombies smacking on these intestines where I was just like, I can't do it. People rumbling through a bag, like especially a makeup bag with all the plastic clatter. Oh my God, can't dig it. Uh, I'm trying to think of what some other sound of it. I just, it's different ones that I just, woo, I just be ready to just end it all. Like I just, just stop, please. I be having to cover my ears, poor baby. Like, woo, I can't do it. Anyway. <laughs> The women, that's why I don't like ASMR. Like, y'all be watching them people eat. I'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, it doesn't bother me. No, I don't want to hear that. Like, I don't want to hear you slurp. I don't want to hear you crunch. Like, some things like a chip, okay, that's understandable. But how you crunching on, like, I don't, okay. I'm going to leave it alone. The woman returns, (laughs) having become a zombie as well. And, you know, now, first of all, you can't trust bitches. How you gonna start eating your man? I mean, I know she a zombie, so she don't know. But for real, yeah, she ain't know. Okay, and then it cracked <laughs> me up when he starts sitting up, and they start looking at each other. I was like, this scene is because again, I still didn't realize that this was an anthology. So I'm confused. Hearing a noise in the distance, the three set off towards what happens to be a young girl's birthday party. And let me tell you something, little mama, she was on it. Okay. She immediately peeped. Soon as she blew out them candles, she peeped. And to my future babies, y'all need to be on it like this because I'm telling you, when it's time to go, we have to go, okay? So these zombies start invading the party. They're biting other people. So now there are more zombies. And oh gosh, it's just chaos at this party. Some of the guests are reanimating and eating other people. The dad, oh gosh, I feel so bad for that dad that had to get those three babies into the car. First of all, because I know, I know the effect. Well, I, shout out to him because they were only see, ones got away. Vibe with me real quick, because I know that he was probably, you know how daddies are. This was probably his day off and he had to take the kids to a birthday party. And then this happens and the car not starting. But before I talk about the car not starting, I'm not a fan of when they switch the camera in this scene. So when Mike gets stabbed in the eye by the dad and it switches to somebody else's camera view and then they get attacked, I wasn't too much a fan on that. It's not a big deal, but for some reason, I would have rather maybe like when Mike got stabbed that he like twirls or turns and you see somebody recording him and that person gets, you know jumped or something. I don't know. It's a nitpick. It's not that serious. So now going back for the daddy, Mike sees his reflection and it seems to kind of calm him down a little bit, but it's a little too late because he hears that click, click. I have so many problems with this. Why, why would you shoot at a zombie in front of a minivan filled with children? Then... Why do you have this at a children's party? Like, I understand that this actually did come in clutch at this moment, but really? Yeah, he wasn't thinking. He was just trying to kill them zombies, to be quite honest. Yeah, and it's like, I feel it, but for real, come on now. Now, I know that dad finally got that car started, and I know he was happy, but Mike is to him because he got the fuck. Okay, because... 
I didn't know. But I mean, I feel like they would have been cool because it seemed like the zombies couldn't open the door. So, I mean, if they was in the car, they just would have had to hope that they don't get the window smashed. But speaking of smashed, Mike gets ran over by this big SUV Durango looking truck. It's not a Durango, but it's one of those big daddy trucks. And it pushed that knife in a little bit further than it was. As this happens, he accidentally pocket dials Amy. And he's shocked a little bit back into consciousness. And, you know, he hears her voice. And I'm like, well, see, should have took yourself to brunch. That's what happens. But, you know, he's kind of realizing that this ain't it. He's seeing all the damage around him, what's going on. And he crawls over to the guy that had the shotgun and ends himself. I found it interesting that when he went to the minivan, he saw his reflection and then kind of realized. I'm a fucking zombie. Like, what is life? Well, I mean, there is no life, but what is and life right Amy's now? And Amy's on the phone. Mike, Mike, you butt out me. What is happening? Well, let's just address the elephant in the room. I would be so pissed if this was my Saturday morning because me and BJ do go on runs in the morning. And I would be pissed if I ever ran these streets and there were fucking zombies. Bitch, I came to work out. I didn't come to work out like this. Mm-mm. The I never I'm telling you, I never <laughs> went out there and now I don't want to. I'm all the way good. I'm all the way good. Now we're back to our base story. Larry comes back into the room and Aisha's staring at the TV. Basically, you know, she's in a trance, so much so that her nose is bleeding. After, you know, my nose is snapping out too, of it. After watching that mess. Mm-mm. After she snaps out of it. Aisha says that she has a migraine and has Larry leave to go find her medicine. Now, did we not talk about this with Mel last week? I'm just trying to figure Didn't out. Did say that they will leave you? Right, but I'm just trying to figure out what was he even doing in the other parts of the house? Like, he wasn't even doing anything. I mean, I think they just wasn't showing us. He probably was casing it, but we probably just didn't. Ain't that many rooms. He just came out the same room more than once. Like, I feel like he was just being dumb. Somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know. He a PI. Who knows what they be doing? But all I know that if this was me and BJ, he would be like, girl, I'm not about to leave you in this house. And he would say, Ashley. And I know as soon as he say my full, like, whole name, like, my first name, I know he's serious. And I'm about to get up and we about to go get this medicine and I guess come back. But that doesn't happen here now, does it? Because Miss Aisha is now back in a trance, picking up a new VHS tape putting it into the VCR, and now we're entering a safe haven by Timo. I'm so sorry. I do not want to mess up this last name, but I'm going to say Timo T and Garth Hugh Evans, and these are Indonesian filmmakers. So this one actually does take place in Indonesia, a film crew made up of four members. You got Malik, he's the interviewer. Lena, she's the producer. She's also Malik's fiance. Then you got Adam, who is Malik's best friend. And then you got Johnny, the cameraman. The crew managed to infiltrate this cult that's known as the Paradise Gate. And what they're trying to do is shoot a documentary to tell about, you know, the mysterious activities with all their cameras. And some of them are going to be hidden. You know how they're trying to do. After meeting with the father in this restaurant, 
who only agrees to really meet with them after Lena kind of puts the icing on the cake saying that she wants to like give them an unbiased view of their life so people can, you know, see the truth behind the ideology. He invites them there and they're invited inside of the cult's compound by a woman known as Madam and Lydia, who's a younger girl who gives Lena this necklace with a stick figure a la Blair Witch with some mods, but you know, kind of the same thing but before we're shown all of this we see security cameras just to you know establish that they're there but the last thing that we see before the crew comes in is the father with the knife about to cut himself so you know when they show us the cameras we see uh madam and lydia walk through the room with the stick figures we see school children um there are other rooms but we can't actually see what's going on. So, you know, they get this tour, they see all of what we just saw, and now we see the class of chosen ones, but for some reason, the class of chosen ones can't be filmed. And I don't know if you peeped, but Lydia was about to say something and Madam stopped her real quick, and now we know exactly what's happening here. So before they even did all that, before they even left the restaurant, ah, this cracked me up, and he told that man to get that camera on his face. First of all, we can't go back to that because who drinks milk like that? I was thinking that too when I was looking at it, but I can't lie. I do that sometimes. And what the fuck? What? I'm sorry. And I didn't even want to say that like that. What? Mm -hmm. I drink lactate milk. And so like, say for instance, I've eaten a cookie or I've eaten a brownie and I'll just like drink the rest of the milk. Or like when I first started working out, like for real, for real. After I would work out, I would drink a glass of chocolate milk for the protein. I wish you could see my face. <laughs> but a nice cold glass of milk is really good. And then when I was in high school, I used to have trouble sleeping. So I would warm up a glass of milk. Oh, hell, the nope. Stop, stop, nope. And You're fucking right disgusting. And I don't ever do that. And you know I don't do that. But that I draw the line right freaking there. <laughs> All right. So during this interview, Johnny says, there's blood on this mic after he just hooked up father. And Lena almost immediately becomes ill and ends up stepping out, Adam going to check on her. Proceeding with the interview, Lena stumbles upon the chosen ones as Madam and Lydia close in on her, pointing out basically that they know she's pregnant. But whoever says she is pregnant? We don't know this until she reveals to Adam that she is pregnant with his child. Remember, she's Malik's fiance. But speaking of, Malik hears this private conversation between them while he's searching for a spare camera battery in the car. Because while all this was happening, the cameras went dead during the interview with father, conveniently as all the questions were getting hot, too. While the father's being interviewed, a bell chimes and he suddenly goes nuts talking about the time of reckoning over the intercom. He starts exposing himself. And remember earlier, we see him with a knife and lifting his shirt up. He's cut those same stick figures that we've seen all over the compound into his stomach. Damn poor Johnny. He ends up getting his throat cut by the father after repeatedly interrupting him while he's trying to make this announcement. Now see Johnny, my boy. You messed up. When he showed you that box cutter, you should have shut your mouth. Yeah, he told him to shut up a couple of times. Yes, I wouldn't have said a word. Soon as I seen that box cutter, I would have been like... Mm -hmm. 
So Adam finds a woman down in the basement. And oh my gosh, first of all, Adam, listen. What possessed you to keep walking towards this lady? There's blood all over the floor, all over the walls. <laughs> like, of course, he pulls back the cover. There's a woman. And then I feel like the heart monitor was barely beeping. And this woman, you can see her eyes are just barely open. She's out of it. She starts to freak out. And off a natural reaction, Adam pulls the cover back. And we see that this lady's entire stomach has been cut out. And now he runs away. I'm like, sir, I would have been out as soon as I seen the blood on the floor. Are you kidding me? While that's happening, poor Lena has gotten abducted by several women in this surgical apparel. Father can be heard over the intercom saying, virgins, angels, all your desires, he shall provide. Until we meet again, my brothers, let us say goodbye as we close this prayer. And with that, the cultists begin a mass suicide via poison drinks, gunshots. It's just hell going on here it's a lot adam it's a lot adam has found the now dead class of chosen ones and runs through the rooms of members committing suicide finally ending in a room where he has to watch as malik gets executed by one of the cult members i know he felt like poo having to see that knowing what he did and he doesn't know that malik even knows exactly now, speaking of, Malik does get to tell Adam to go find Lena before he's off. And poor Lena, she, oh, she's screaming. These nurses are screaming in her face. Father's singing the creepiest song. Like, we're freaking going to Disneyland. He's covered in blood. Like, I'm just like, I feel so bad for Lena. Like, Adam attempts to rescue her, but, you know, he's not able to. But when he does seize the opportunity, an explosion knocks him back. And a a random-ass person just crawls on the ceiling. I'm like, who's this? They're never seen again either, which was weird. Never, because I thought it was father. But it's not father, because when Adam goes closer into the room, father's standing in front of him, telling him that he doesn't need his weapons anymore, and then just, just combust in front of him but i mean i forget to mention that when we do see father there are even more cult symbols on him now like yeah they're bigger yes like oh my gosh so adam gets to lena who she was surrounded by the cult so he had to kill madam and all those other you know nurses but by the time he gets to her they've cut a little symbol into her stomach too and oh geez child She's freaking out, and all of a sudden, her stomach just starts to morph, and then a horn just juts out, and I'm like, oh, my freaking gosh. Oh, this made me mad, because first of all, how did all their limbs just come off like that? Like, were you really pulling that hard for their limbs just to just detach like that? I think because at that point, you notice how um, their eyes... We're like, I think they're like ghoulish at this point. So I think they're kind of like dead because it was so much blood. I was trying to figure out, was that their blood or was this just residual blood? And now it's just like a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the other thing. It was so bloody that I couldn't tell if it was body parts or not. But go ahead. 
the other thing was that at this point, whenever whatever that thing is, that demon is coming out her body, her body looked like a daggone dummy. That's what I was just about to say. Now, this is what I didn't like because it's because the camera holds on it so long and it literally just looks like a scarecrow doll. Just exactly. Especially when you look at the knees. Like it literally look, just looks like it falls over. So this little uh, demon comes out the body it almost it looks like the baphomet but it also looks like krampus a little bit and i mean that in the aspect that it's like big <laughs> like think of more of like the krampus from a christmas story with not that other krampus don't think of that one think of the one with william shatner that he looks more like a human as adam attempts to get the fuck out of this compound He's attacked by all of the previously deceased cultists that we saw because, you know, like I said earlier, they're kind of like ghouls at this point. So, you know, and he also has to fight Johnny and Malik too. Oh my goodness, I know that was hard. But after he's seen all of the wildest things he could ever see in his life, he finally manages to get outside, get into the car and drives off only to be rammed by the demon. And it seems all bad from here. But sometime later, he does wake up and gets himself out of the wreckage. But guess who's here? It's the demon calling him Papa. And huh, at this point, Adam's head is just spinning because the fact that this is his child literally just effed him up in the moment. Like he can't even wipe all the nasty bodily fluids coming from his face right now. And I was just like, baby, you need a towel. Yeah, his face was a lot. More than a tissue. Like, ew. Like, oh my God. I don't know if I was more disgusted by the demon or his face. Yeah, I'm like that big old glob of snot hanging. I'm like, ew. Well, the camera, you know, glitches and we come back into our base story. Now, Larry comes back into the room with the medicine only to see that um, Aisha's dead. What the fuck happened here? So she apparently killed herself with the gun, just like the people in the tape that we just watched. A tape is next to her with the word watch on it written in lipstick. And Larry picks it up, inserts it into the VCR, and watches it. Sir, First what? of all, who was he yelling what? to? Like, there was nobody there. Allegedly. That too. And but then, also, why did you think take you... her out? The house? Exactly. Exactly. Like, why would you sit there and play that video? Like, this movie's dumb. I got mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is our final story. Slumber Party Alien Abduction by Jason Eisner. Now, the only thing I have for Jason Eisner is that he did work with Adam Wingard on Death Note as a second unit director, I believe. But don't quote me, but that's what I think he did. Brothers Gary and Randy have attached a camera to their Yorkie tank to create, you know, little home videos at their lakeside house. These some rich kids. Their parents leave for the weekend. Actually, I don't know if it's for the weekend or for the night, but they leave, giving them a list of chores to keep them busy and from bothering their sister, Jen. On cue, Zach, the boyfriend of Jen, shows up with, um, you know, some of their friends. And then Gary and Randy invite some of their friends, Sean and Danny, to go to the house. And, you know, they're about to raise hell everywhere i just want to know why that girl just didn't have on any shoes who when she got out the car and walked up to the house she didn't have on no shoes oh i ain't even she was very well sounds right what ends up happening is the boys just ambush jen and her friends with water first of all first of all did you mm-hmm. notice that sean peed in that one water gun? 
That's no. nasty. Ew. When he was like, don't feel my dick. He was peeing in a water gun. That's I nasty. Miss that. Uh, I, I heard what he said, but I it went over my head. <laughs> so while they're attacking Jen and her friend, one of the kids go underwater and they see an alien, but... I don't think they know, really saw it, for real. Yeah, I don't think they did either. I think we just seen it. Oh, yeah, because you're right, because it's attached to Tank. So, of course... We weren't going to see. Well, nobody else is going to see it. So then, oh my goodness, why did they lock Danny in that cage? Like, is that your idea of fun? That's that white people shit. I would go home. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would go home. But later that night, the group startled Jen and Zach during sex by blaring loud music, flashing lights, screaming babies, making babies. I would just be like, bro, like, first of all, first of all, Jen, Zach, y'all should have known. Y'all knew. Anyway, sis, um, y'all teenagers, I'm leaving y'all alone. Anyway, a loud noise is heard, but nobody notices because they're pretty loud themselves, but they do see some lights going off across the lake. So in retaliation, I was about to call them Zen. I should just call them Zen for the rest of the show. But Jen and Zach attach another camera to Tank, and they catch Randy playing with himself to a little porn. And I'm just mad that they doing this in the middle of a slumber party. Like, that's disgusting. He thought everybody was asleep. But I'm like, so, first of all, you bold. You bold watching it on the TV. Exactly. Sure. No, 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 no. That's not how you do that. Like, you can wait till your guests leave. It's not that deep. But after all of this happens, another deafening noise. First of all, time out. Let me go back. I liked how he tried to shoo off Tank until he saw that camera. And he was like, no, come back. Come back. I'm like, see, no, 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 no. You got caught. But afterwards, a loud noise is heard again outside as the power goes out. A figure is seen outside the door. And then as Zach tries to play tough guy and, you know, grab the father's gun, Zach is grabbed by an alien. More aliens come and abduct the rest of the group, sailing them in their sleeping bags and trying to drown them in the lake. I'm like, I don't really know where you guys are going to get with drowning them in the lake. So I almost don't believe that. I think like maybe they were just trying to subdue them because I'm like, why would aliens? Because the dog was in their sleeping bag with that boy. Now, I will say I was so terrified for the dog throughout this whole entire scene pissed me all the way off you can't you can't front throughout the entire run of this one they were always worried about the dog even in the beginning when we first seen him the mom was like don't do that to tank like da, 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 da. they were always concerned about the dog to the very end shit so that's me don't do that to bruno that. oh my gosh <gasps> i'm so sorry Janay. this is the same dog you have i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you probably think I'm a dick. Oh, I was wow. watching this and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, you probably think I am a dick. <laughs> well, okay. Well, um, I'm just going to keep going on with the story. <laughs> so they do manage to get out the lake, but only Randy, Jen, and Gary and Tank, and barely Gary, get out. So we've lost Zach and we lost the two brothers. Um, Sean and I can't remember the other kid's name right now. Danny, Sean and Danny that came over. And first of all, 
Well, I guess, you know, their parents might be gone. So, I mean, their parents can be mad at this point. But hell no. See, that's what happened. You just go over people's house and shit just happened. Now I know why my mom ain't want me to go nowhere. Just kidding. Yeah, they didn't. No, I'm, for real. My mom didn't let me do sleepover. She had to, like, thoroughly vet whoever their parents were before she let me sleep over anywhere. I feel it, though. The kids ran into the woods to hide, but, oh, my gosh, Tank. I think he was just trying to protect them, but the pup barks, and this lets the aliens know where they are. So the group run towards the woods in a different direction, but now they see police lights, and so they start running that way. But it's a trick. The aliens are fucking with them, and Andy, not Andy, Randy gets abducted by the aliens, and now it's just Jen, Gary, and Tank. They go to a nearby barn where the aliens, of course, are following them, and they drag away Jen as they're all trying to get up these stairs. So now we just got Gary and Tank, right? So they end up escaping up a ladder, but the aliens close in on them, and they get Gary. They beam him up to the space station, and he's just holding on to Tank for dear life. And he's like, Tank, don't let go. He's holding him by the leash at one point, and uh, poor Tank. Gary isn't able to hold him. So as Gary is taken up into the ship, Tank falls all the way to the ground, and the poor baby the fall detaches the camera from him so we just get to a heart broke okay i was pissed now i will say i do like that they gave tank some dignity and the lights went out so the only reason we knew it happened is just because we saw his little ears stop moving it made me mad he had to die he had to die it was only if he hadn't taken that fall he would have been fine but I do have to give it to those kids and that family for just always being concerned about little Tank. Shoot, dogs are like family. They ain't leaving Fido behind. My dad so, talking about some Bruno just have to get left. And I was so upset. Mm-mm, I was mm-mm. like, um, excuse me, <laughs> what? Not dad saying the wrong things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bruno would just have to get left. I'm sorry. No, sir. Well, hmm. I don't know. That's some cold stuff. I feel away. Exactly. After watching the tape, Larry watches the webcam footage and sees Kyle explaining that he and his mom wanted to make their own tape. So with that, Kyle then attempts suicide on camera by shooting himself through the jaw, but somehow he messes this up and only shatters his jaw. So now his tongue is hanging out, it's blood everywhere, and this is where I had a little issue because he runs off, right? And moments later, Larry and Aisha enter the house, but they only seen that one little speck of blood. Now, if he blew his jaw off, where the bits and pieces at? That's true. That That is a little... Because I really was thinking that. I'm like, okay, because it's not like he's supernatural or something. If he was supernatural, then, you know. And that's what I was thinking. Like, I thought we were seeing a dead body every time, you know, he was creeping around the house. But we find out that it was him this whole time. So Larry watches and sees this, you know, he's making this revelation in his head. And an undead Aisha rises and starts attacking him. And then... Oh, you know, these people, they be trying to defend themselves. So Larry breaks her neck and he gets away from her hiding in a closet, but she chases him. And 
as he's hiding in the closet, he cocks his gun and that's when she hears. When she pops up, he pops her in the face and he thinks it's all over until he starts hearing these noises, right? Come to find out, Kyle has been in this closet the entire time and then Larry gets killed. I think he gets choked out by Kyle. And now Kyle just gives the camera a little thumbs up. And I read that this thumbs up was because, remember earlier I told you him and his mom came up with this plan? This was their snuff video to contribute to the VHS world. And the camera cuts off and we are done with this wild ride. So her crawling across the floor with her broke neck was a little bit hilarious to me. It always is. But now that actually makes sense because his mom was the one who sent him on that mm-hmm. wild goose chase to go find him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, damn, they got set up like that. Once again, people getting set up. But was, I don't know if him blowing off his face was a part of the plan. Because how the heck was he supposed to give a thumbs up? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, that's why I'm like, it could have still been like... Uh, yeah, I don't know because if he if he did commit suicide successfully, I hate to say that like that, but if it did work, were they just supposed to find him? Maybe maybe they were still supposed to watch the tapes and it spread because that's what happened to Aisha. I don't know. I don't know if the frame story was really supposed to have too much thought. I just think it was supposed to be some concept that connects them all, you know? So I didn't really think too much about it. I was confused for the majority of it. Um, Overall, my feelings was, what the fuck? The whole entire time. I was like, what the fuck? What is this? What am I watching? It was weird. Very weird. I did not like the zombie one. I liked the eyeball one. And then I guess I'll put like, oh, I forgot about that. Um, that's what I forgot. I forgot about the, the alien one. I did not like the alien one. So that's four. Then it's the zombie. That's three. Then it's the um, cult one. That's two. And then I guess I like the eyeball one. So that's one. Oh, okay. But time out. Not you forgetting the alien one. And we yeah, I forgot. It. Yeah, I <laughs> totally forgot. That's why I was like, what's the fourth one? That's why I was confused. Because I was like, okay. So for me, I think mine is a little bit opposite of yours because the alien one actually hit for me because, as I say all the time, I'm the youngest kid, but I grew up with my nieces and nephews and I'm the oldest of them. So it would be times where I would be in charge with them. And I can only imagine if this happened, like, I don't know what I would do, like, I don't know if I'm making it to the bottom too. Like, geez, because that's a lot. And I just know, like, I think in my head I would bust a move, but I just don't know what I would do. So that one's number one for me. The second one will probably be the cult one, because that one was just like, what the fuck is happening here? My third one will probably be the eyeball one because that one genuinely, like, if that was me, I would be so terrified just to see ghosts in my house. Like, oh, no. And then just knowing, like, even if I can't see them and they can still be there, no, 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 no. And then my fourth one would be the zombie one. And it's only the fourth one because I do like it. But there are just some things that I'm just like, hmm, hmm, you know? 
but overall, I really did enjoy this one. I feel like I feel like now that I know, I should tell you that it's an anthology. Yeah, because I was confused. Because I'm like, how does this all tie together? And then once I got to the third one, I was like, oh, okay, these are, this is an anthology. So basically what it is, is Kyle set this up to, basically it's a virus that they're spreading. So they had Aisha watch the tape. She watched them in order, and that's why she commits suicide. So the, basically the loop is going to keep spreading, and that's why these videos keep getting made. So we're getting all of these different videos that are kind of like cursed. You know how they be talking about cursed images on MySpace and da 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 da, da I remember, like, yeah. all that stuff. They if still do it these days. But, like, stuff like this, like, if you see this picture, you know, all that stuff. So that's basically what BHS is. So now the joke is we, as the audience, have just now all watched these tapes. So now we carry, quote, unquote, a curse with us. So that's basically what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. Because when I tell you, I was so confused. I understand. It got a 6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 2.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. What was the Rotten Tomatoes one? 71. Oh. Um, honestly, all I have down for my score is what the fuck. <laughs> but that's not on a scale. It's not, because I was like, I don't understand. Well, now that you know what you, take what you know <laughs> now and give it a rating. Because to be fair, I guess that might have been my fault for not telling you it was an anthology. But I know how you do, and you have to admit that you get very judgy. So I don't be knowing how to be telling you about <laughs> these movies, because you would just instantly turn your nose up, and you can't do that. I give it so a I just, sometimes I be having to hold stuff, a 55. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. I remember the first time I watched this, I watched it with BJ per usual most of the time. And we really could not get over half of the things we saw. As random as it was, it just felt like we just watched something wrong. And I love when a movie can do that. So for that, I am going to give this one a 74. It's pretty good for a found footage movie. I do like that it is an anthology because it's a different spin. It gives all these directors a chance to do something different. I think that's what I really enjoy about it. Imagine, because there is a third one, and I think I've seen it, but I don't think I care for it too much. But if they did keep going, it's so much you could do with the concept of just hidden VHS tapes and different directors. Um... I think I have been telling you about that show called Creep Show that's literally just a bunch of different horror shorts led by different directors. It'll be different actors and actresses making cameos in the episodes. And, you know, I think VHS could be that. So I enjoyed it. I actually saw the um, the ad for Creep Show on my prime home screen. See, now, if you watch it on Prime, they won't give you season two, I think. You can only get season two on Shudder for some reason. Well, it said it was Shudder, so I think if you clicked on it, it would take you to Shudder, I think. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, yeah, for some reason, if you and y'all, I know y'all out there, y'all already know what I'm going to say, and y'all feel my freaking pain. For some reason... Prime Shudder is different from the actual Shudder. So if I have Shudder, if I have, like, I have Shudder, right? I pay for it. 
I cannot go on Prime and just log in and access my Shutter. I have to get Shutter through Prime. Isn't that stupid? That doesn't make sense. It's so dumb, and I hate it, and it pisses me off, and I'm just like, Is that the only one that does it like that? Like, the only app that's like that? Because I know, like, on all all the other apps that I'm subscribed to, I'm able to log in with whatever the username and password is. I don't know why Shutter is like that, but it's literally, like, literally ask anybody on the street that got Shutter. They were probably hella hype that it was available on Prime because you could just stay on Prime and still access Shutter and nope. I said, oh, y'all playing with me. That's weird. All right. Well, since y'all want to play, you want to go to the souvenir shop? Yes, ma'am. It seems you survived. Well, before you go, join us in the souvenir shop. Now, because this is a uh, collection of random pieces of movie, there aren't really any official merch items. But what I would say I would like to see is what if they had like okay you know how pr packages be coming to people and it be boxes so yeah. what if it was like a just like a regular vhs cassette tape like with you know the case and all you open it and it just says watch just how uh larry got the one with the lipstick and it just says watch and then, are they providing uh vcrs as well <laughs> that's what i was about to say i don't know how you're gonna watch it because it's a vcr but it would still be a cool item maybe okay maybe it could still be a VCR, but of course, since it's today, if you flip it on the back or open it up on the inside, there's a QR code and you can scan it. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, so that'll work because, dang, you're right. Ain't nobody at the whip though. I know people got some. I know we still have ours, but we definitely ain't watching it. But yeah. I like that idea. You know what? I do want to talk about the cover art because I don't think I mentioned this earlier. I would always see this movie on Netflix. VHS and VHS 2. I would just always see them scrolling on Netflix. So to talk about the second cover in particular is literally just a red background with a skull, right? When you look closer at the skull, it's actually clips of the movie. (laughs) But it's like you really got to look to see what you're seeing at. Because one of them, you can see the mask that Larry finds up under the bed. But it's like you can barely make it out. Like if you know what you're looking at, you know what you're looking at. And I like stuff like that. It's kind of cool, you know? Yeah, I was wondering, though, like, what would, like, what the heck was coming out of that mask? Like, hair. No, it was on the thick. face. Like, it was um, liquid. Like, were they crying? What was that? Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, so like when it, the the mask was underneath the bed and then the camera panned down, there was like liquid coming out like the eyes and like by like the nose and the mouth of the person. I didn't see that. I just saw mask and a full little head of hair. I'm like, oh, okay, you're laced. I see you. I'm like, it's you know what else crying? I see? These park announcements. Are you ready? I'm ready. Bet. As always, y'all, we wrapping it up. May is over. So now we about to head out to June now. Y'all know for June, we had to set it off. Now, February, we did not have a Black History thing because we just wanted to switch it up. So how we doing it is, Welcome to the Cookout is the theme. To check out that list, you can go on here. Y'all already know how the situation go. Go over to our IG, at B180 Podcast. Check those park themes. The whole list will be there to tell you all of the movies. Now, that means that 
suggestions are now only open for July all the way up to September because our anniversary is in October and y'all know we is about to get it in, correct? Correct. So get those survivor submissions in. You can email us at destination180podcast at gmail.com and we'll talk to you there. The last thing you can do, and I've just been so happy with the reviews that we have been getting, you can keep that energy up. We love reading the reviews and all. If you're not a survivor, remember what I said. He was either unmarked or you is dead. Tune in next week because we're going to be talking about Tales from the Hood. And I know most of y'all done seen it. So we're going to have ourselves a good time when we link up. See you soon, survivors. Bye.